Okay, you're on. Am I audible? Am I? Am I? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes, I see you move. I see you move. It works. Nobody move. Nobody <laughs> move from where they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> okay. Hi. Uh, we all have friends who you know teach us something. Something on the way, something that we try to unlearn, and there are some friends who are constantly teaching you something. And Jatin is one of those people. He is someone I've had one of my favorite conversations with. Stuff that I hold very, very, very closely to close to my heart. And I'm, we're both pretty excited about this. So this is take twenty-three of stories with Class Three, and I'm just going to add. Let's see how it goes. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good. All right. So, uh, it's really sunny outside. So, can I do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, the reflection is not a problem, right? No, I don't think it's a problem. I mean, if you're okay with it coming on the video, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cool with anything. Okay, could you tell uh, our listeners a little more about? I'm so this? nervous, dude. Fuck, I'm not. Allowed, I'm not allowed to swear. Sorry. Uh, apologies, children, if you're watching or listening. Eventually. Yeah. My little brother was uh, listening, and he apparently heard the one on human trafficking. So I was just quite. Well, that's 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 a good introduction to growing up, I yeah, guess. Yeah, for a nine-year-old, yeah, his older sister's podcast is a good introduction to human trafficking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway. but it's 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 a. I mean, yeah. Let's let's keep this to this one. So how do we so, begin? So let's start with you telling our listeners a little bit about you. About me? Uh, do you mind if I read out something that I've written for, like, as an intro? Not at all. Go for it. <laughs> it uh, so who am I? You say. Um, I am the conflict that arises when I superposition myself with who I think I am. Uh, but for now, in the present, I am all that I am not and yet wish to be. I am my needs and wants. But as per the life that I have lived so far, I think uh, I'm someone who's done a bit of travel, meeting people, uh, gotten redundant information that will probably never be useful anywhere in life. But uh, it's just so much fun, you know. There's this this. Uh, there's this uh, gravitation you find towards things that will not be of use in life. I mean, yeah, yeah. weird part to put in an introduction, but uh, I guess that's just how I am. And I do a little bit of writing professionally. I shoot. Uh, currently, it's it's really tough to see how to do that. But uh, yeah, shooting and design is something that is also uh, that I have to do. Also, so, if at what, any point I get uh, sorry to cut you off, if at any point I get like inaudible, uh, there's something wrong with these earphones. So, like, feel free to just cut me off. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Maybe if you yeah. could talk a little louder, so that would help me because I'm trying to, you know, lean in a little bit. Yeah, that that's also <laughs> I think a part of my introduction. Uh, it belongs over there. I speak. I'm a very uh, soft-spoken guy. Let's just put hmm, it that I way. Guess. So but yeah, I'll was try to be loud. About learning something uh, redundant, was that directed at calculus? 
<laughs> no, uh, I I never did. But then uh, you know, I I find myself uh, watching space videos all the time, and yeah. uh, 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 this is something about when you look up and this vast expanse of nothingness and just so much in it that. Uh, i i could care less of what is happening down here around me and rather be interested in like the million other things that are happening outside and weirdly enough it gives you um a very real and a very personal sense of uh, who you are how you feel uh, the people that you know everything just this this uh, a veil of uncertainty is lifted and uh, you sort of understand things better so yeah right So you studied uh, hospitality and international tourism, yeah. and I want to start with trying to understand uh, why did you not go ahead with pursuing a career in hospitality? All right. So first of all, uh, academics is something that I have always been running from in my life, and uh, uh, now I understand that you know it's just a couple of decisions here and there that I had to take, which seemed uh, too big of a step at that point in time when. Like, I'd even call myself a toddler because I've never really grown in size. But uh, yeah, uh, international tourism and hospitality happened because uh, I was actually—it's about honesty. So you know, uh, screw it. I'm—I'm I'm just gonna come out with the truth. Uh, I did not do the degree for myself. It was I was in a relationship with someone, and she told me that you know. Uh, my parents wouldn't probably accept you without a degree, so just go out and do uh, the easiest really? of yeah, yeah. That's how I did uh, uh, my what? graduation. So and and then I went into it, and then you know it really opened up a new world of uh, mm, things that I I was interested in. I I saw that oh, I mean, my idea of tourism until I had joined the course was just. Uh, you have a job and you have a couple of months a couple of weeks free in your time and that is why you travel like you know what what else do you do in your free time you can't be sitting at your uh, house the entire time so that is what tourism mean to me travel meant to me because that is all i had done uh, with my parents personally so when i saw how it works and the number of things that are involved the 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 entire sense of um it's it's an experiential thing sort of blew away for me it just became a business and uh, in a good way and a bad way it in a good way because i i found that uh, there were a couple of things that i was interested in i was interested in writing about places i was interested in meeting people knowing more things knowing more cultures music and the list goes on but uh, it gave me a way to you know how i could uh, sort of Move around and get things done uh, according to my will, if you may. Right, but I've never that... really used. Yeah, I've never really used the uh, degree and the knowledge that came with it. Uh, it was, I don't know. Maybe I will someday. Maybe. So, how does travel play a part in your life today? Um, right now, I in fact got really emotional just the other day. So uh, you know the meditation uh, meditation group that we have, right? Yes. So we were doing a music med session, and that one was particularly about uh, fear and anxiety. And mm-hmm. I found myself like in in these last couple of months that we have spent in the lockdown, um, 
not being able to move really changes me in a very different way it it, it pushes me back to arrogance and uh, not caring about things not caring about people and uh, me and Dhiren and Anand had a lot of fights uh, for for the ones who don't know the two of my best friends and we were living together in the same house and we kept fighting all the all the time and it, it was quite funny but then eventually i realized that you know it is this emotion that has been keeping me at hold because of this and uh, uh, one day i just went and apologized to both of them and Dhiren made us some good food we ended up having a couple of things that night and then it was chill travel is entirely like i, I don't know what i'd do it's it's just come to this point of uh, you know i've i've watched so many people saying things on uh, similar things on interviews that you know if i did not have this i don't know what else uh, would i be doing but i i find myself in a very similar position right now like i did not i honestly do not have an answer to that is there anything else that I, i'd rather do i i don't think so and a very clear example of that is like you can just you know call up my parents or anybody in my family and uh, or even my uh, sorry for using this term but uh, conventional friends but uh, only for you know contextual bit uh, to this in, uh, to this conversation i'm calling them con- uh, conventional friends um even they didn't understand you know so that is i'm, I'm sort of uh, should i just get into the unconventional alternative and what i really meant with that because i think i'm sort of overlapping uh, what i'm trying I, to say with that part and i actually want to get to that right after this because uh, when we were discussing a topic to you know like an umbrella theme to talk about yeah. we loaded on this but then i asked you this back then also that if something is an alternative doesn't that make it unconventional in the first place right so uh, you know the immediate uh, message that i sent you after that was uh, is just people usually come at it from a place of uh, words and meaning it's it's not ingrained in like what does this mean for me if i apply it if i implement it in my life and if i go a couple of years with it where does that take me what kind of a person am i after that i think uh, a whole lot of people need to okay uh, let's not get into what people should be doing but uh, that's something that i started doing and it really uh, the word unconventional uh, stopped making sense to me because uh, a lot of my friends uh, from bombay are professionally in a corporate sector or in medical or in education uh, sectors and you know they 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 found their ways and they found their meaning by uh, completing the 10 plus 2 that we used to have in bombay and it made sense to them that was conventional and i i don't blame anybody for you know me not understanding that it was just my journey and i'd i'd have it this way if i was to do it again so But, how do you uh, see uh, convention anything that is conventional what is how would you define something like so that? how how i approach uh, the unconventional alternative is like that um your your answer to would you rather be doing anything else is is a no if hmm. if you have a thought that is you know if something uh, clicks in your head when somebody asks you would you rather be doing anything else and if you're really true to yourself about it uh the answer should be no and secondly uh, it's it's unconventional because it won't immediately make sense to the people in and around your life 
a lot of people your parents your friends will be like hey your so the things that i personally got told was uh your you're good at math you are sort of good at english and uh, the management and logic side of it is something that you can probably ace so why don't you go for uh, things around that and one of those aptitude tests kind of thing yeah i mean uh, i don't know aptitude bolne ka kya bolne ka lekin people would just yeah, everybody especially in the indian culture uh, people have this sense of uh, i should go and tell this person what is good for him in life i may not know him <laughs> very well but uh, you know just to sense of what i feel about their lives so um uh i i read lots yeah. comment and yeah. i got a little distracted so no, that's okay we come back we come back <laughs> yeah so, so i think that uh, so how go on, i have a little bit to add to that so you know people won't uh, immediately make sense of what is going on but uh, the way you find out how you're being true to yourself and the things that you wanted to do is uh, by finding out that eventually it it should and will be understood by everyone once you start doing those things people need to understand that okay fine i uh, i get why you're not able to get into the conventional side of things i know now that you're not able to get into hospitality for so and so reason you don't want to do tourism because it is uh, showed and perceived as uh, something else when you're doing it academically but when you go out and do it professionally it's not about experience it's not about travel it's not about meeting people knowing culture sure that is how it is marketed but uh, like trust me uh, i've i've been around the block and that's that's not how the corporate meetings go they're not yeah it's uh, not about the party exactly their heads and hearts are not in in the place of you know how how can i give this particular individual the best experience in their life if they were to go to a certain place for whatever reason so so yeah uh, the end point is eventually everybody should be able to understand now uh, i was just telling you that i was talking to my dad right so he knows that i'm uh, a little broke right now and financially it's a struggle so uh, he knows he's friends with uh, Mr. Narayan Parshuram was like the founder of Karate Tales. Do you know Karate Tales? Yes, I actually yeah. just got a book of uh, for my mom's book club, and it was my childhood. And I was emailing them back and forth. Literally last week, I got the book last week. I read a new book today. Oh, nice! So That's my like. Yeah. So they were talking about. So my father works at like CFSI, that Children Film Society of India, and basically it's a government-owned production house for. Uh, i have a take a second to say hi to anubhav like heart feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> so um but yeah uh, karate tales uh, and cfsi is doing something together and my dad was having a conversation with him and uh, mr parshuram was like i had a word with your son sometime back and uh, would he be willing to do something uh, with us together and i was like mm-hmm. damn that's like and that is when i was that's like you. you know sort of we are making a structure for how i want to uh, do this particular session with you and it was like one of those uh, life makes sense to you kind of a moment that mm-hmm. oh my god i'm doing this live session with sangamitra right now and i got this call from uh, uh, from this individual so i think probably offline we can talk about it and see if we can do something together that would be fun karate tales has you know been one of my favorite uh, childhood stories in fact my mom and i were reminiscing about it and we were picking out books for the new year for the kids 
mm-hmm. on what we want to introduce them to and i thought you know it's a great time and uh, so one of the ones that i heard was the four friends i don't know if you've ever read that story and oh. it uh, it was voice it came with a little cassette and it was voiced by sayed jafri who was a phenomenal actor of his time and it was it's so precious to my memories of back when i was living in chennai my memories in general oh you so, lived yeah. in chennai as well yeah for oh, six know. years of my life but i'm i'm still as puneri as it gets i mean i won't go to bani unless i'm going to you're not as puneri as it gets trust me well but then right, so um sorry sorry go on. coming back uh, how important or how much of a difference has your support system made through your life choices over time um i just like to add a little last bit about uh, the alternative the unconventional alternative the last part that i missed out was uh, you know monotony for me personally monotony destroys passion so it, it it shouldn't be because of one individual reason that you know it can be anything it can be money it can be uh, it gives me satisfaction i want to do it because i can or whatever it absolutely anything under the sky but uh, that shouldn't i feel like that shouldn't be the way because monotony i feel destroys passion and there has to be you know the need to do something deeper than just because you want to do it like uh, people talk about uh, it's almost romanticized about in films when you see uh, these uh, alcohol drenched artists who, who smoke cigarettes all day with a very rough voice and the idea of uh, you know not like by people generally and mm. still being able to do things that you want i think that's a, a slightly negative approach to Uh, an already net negative world that that we are about to rains like speak up sangamitra tell me if i'm not audible enough okay yeah you're audible to me it's fine i'm all, okay then you're just playing a prank with me so like yeah uh, that that shouldn't be the only reason why you're doing it and you know you should be able to cut through the ego and uh, do it for more and because i personally used to have that approach i used to uh, do photography and writing just because i wanted to and i could but eventually when i found my way around it and i started doing it for more things more people it was a more fruitful experience yes right but don't you think uh, you know creating photographs making photographs and films for someone else uh, takes away from what you want to create out of it sure i mean Or you know in some way Yeah, I I totally get that. In fact, me and Anand have that conversation all the time. Uh, Anand is always on the lines of uh, if you're doing it for money or any other motive, it's not. It stops being art at that point. And I have always uh, uh, I've had a problem with that statement because you know you you can't go down to somebody's reason or need to do something and call it not being something because of uh, a certain belief or a concept that you are associated with or believe in uh, that to me is a little I, i find it to be a little selfish so you know that's that's, that's not uh, you know, how it makes sense to me but if you're doing a project which you taught me to actually because i don't know if you remember the conversation which i keep bringing up about how you taught I me to know. not use the word uh, 
I hate something yeah. or say ew to something. So every time I've been, you know, sometimes because it's been such an inherent part of my vocabulary that it's gotten so instinctive. But every time I say I hate it or I say ew, I stop, I think, and then I think of you and I say no, I can't say that. <laughs> That's so but sweet. I get it. I get but, what you're saying about, uh, you know, not agreeing with Anand to a certain sense. But then there's also there's also a point that he makes to it, right? If it's not, uh, if it's, you know, there is something, there's a transaction that's happening. While you're right that, you know, it does not nullify the fact that it is art at the end of the day. It comes back to my question is that don't you think that limits you? If you wanted to. If you if you surround yourself with that concept and that becomes the reason why you're doing it, then then of course you're going to be limited. We've seen so many artists, so many filmmakers. Uh, I'm bad with memory, so I can't uh, put names to them. Sorry, but uh, we've seen so many artists. Like uh, I think the easiest would be to go with music. You know, uh, films still people have a, far, a hard time to relate. But with music, we've seen so many people come up with great albums, but uh, within a couple of years, it's just, man, why, yeah. why, why should I? Because that, that is something that happens when you scale up, right? Uh, it's, it's easier to uh, please a crowd of 100, especially when they have found you and you are not finding them. When you go out uh, seeking for an audience, you have to sort of... Uh, modify your craft and why you're doing what you're doing to meet their needs. Now that is a whole different ball game. Like then it comes down to the technicalities of it, the people involved and you know, you have a responsibility towards the people who are involved in that project. So something that we used to talk about when I was, uh, you know, still films and the director was, I forgot his name, but we had, uh, Vikrant uh, Masi as, as one of our helping ADs and Swati Sehwal was the one who had Swati Swati's Swati is uh, the co the supporting actor on uh, in the movie Bareli Ki Barfi the fair girl and Vikrant Masi is uh, Mirzapur main the, the skin no I know who Vikrant Masi is oh. yeah, uh, for the viewers so in, in that movie we were talking about like you know we should be taking this a little more seriously because this depends on uh, more people than we think it does. Then it becomes a responsibility of every uh, volunteer or staff individual that you have on set working with you. The fact that your film does well in uh, the first round of film festivals or wherever you choose to put it to uh, across any platform, it, it becomes an extension of uh, where their livelihood is going to come from. So that is a different game altogether. But when you're talking about art in specific, I think uh, then you shouldn't probably put a price on it any which way, right? If you're if you're doing art, if you're making art, then why do you want to sell it? Why do you want to make it a career? If you're if you're making a career out of it, I think you have to be able to differentiate between uh, I'm doing this project for myself. Uh, I think Nasiruddin Shah does it very well. He does films that he wants to do for himself. He does films that he does for money that help him uh, you know, sustain his life uh, and lifestyle the way he wants to, whilst being able to contribute to a uh, theatre that is his first love in, in a way that makes sense to him. So I think it's, it's about balancing. 
Right. And when coming back to, you know, talking about uh, career choices and what is conventional or what isn't, there are, there's a lot of, there are a lot of people who think that when we say unconventional career choices, that it could be, you know, when I was, when I was preparing for this, I looked up unconventional career choices and there was a list that had uh, photography, graphic designing, event management and all of that. So it's, from what I can tell, we often tend to refer to the arts. So do you think there's a need to change something like that or that, or that part? Definitely. I mean, I, I come from a world of uh, humble beginnings. I've had an interesting, rather interesting childhood because I've, uh, in my childhood, I've done things that I love, but uh, now I feel like maybe I would have been interested in doing something uh, that is more uh, inclined towards uh, art and craft. So education is important, but I think uh, instinct is essential. And you're only interesting till, till you're hungry, right? So okay. everyone sleeps when their bellies are full. So uh, right now, I think especially it, it makes uh, more sense right now because uh, with the entire COVID lockdown thing, the level of uncertainty with jobs itself has gone so high that yeah. you, don't, you don't know where the next golden pot lies. You know, when, when you were in your initial uh, part of your life where, uh, let's just say pre-COVID, you, you can look, look at statistics and figures and be like, okay, fine, this is going here, this is going there. And I get a trajectory of uh, what the graph of uh, whatever field you're looking at is going to be like. But right now, I think having a qualification for a job is is not really the, the, the gateway or the path to an optimum experience. To like this Something that I... Uh, I came across while writing for, for this IGTV session, for this live session, and we keep calling life life. I think it, it, it sort of takes away, I think it downplays it. I think we should start calling it one chance. I think that would probably make it a little, little more interesting. Why one chance? It, 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 it's more real. It, it's, uh, it, I think it would draw honesty out of a lot more people in life. Honesty and courage. In, in, in the sense that if, you know, if you're not willing to do something, if you are not willing to go uh, forward with a certain policy that has come out, a certain rule that has come out, a certain law that has come out, you know that this is your one life and you will want to act towards it in, in a way that, hey, I've got this one chance, don't screw it up for me. Right. And also, I think it, it comes personally for me. I think it comes from this place of uh, I have this habit of stretching everything out like a slime to the cosmic scale and uh, then sitting down with it and assessing it and reflecting on it. So if you, if you had to take, let's say I live 100 years and if I had to take this 100 years and put it down in the cosmic scale, the fact that... Uh, life on our planet was just slime and you know literally single cell slime for three billion years i i think that's that's really that's not like it's your brain that life on this planet as we know it was just single cell organisms for three billion years and the meaning of life was so different than 
versus what we see and know yeah no life as today so uh, if you if you really stretch it down to those ends and see and then compare uh, what life really means in that spectrum i think it adds value to what should be happening in uh, your day to day life i think it would add more value to it right and what are the unconventional alternatives that you've taken in your life could you tell me more about that so um i have always believed that uh, your your skill set has to be diverse and honest the mm-hmm. the, the day i figured out that the the conventional road wasn't going to work out for me i was like all right you have to brace up and you have to work on a couple of things because uh, you you're going down a less trodden path and you'll probably find things a little more difficult than you think they are going to be so that is when i started working on um on my writing skills and uh, i showed it to a couple of people i showed it to a really good friend of mine called ronit who he's probably the most literate person i know and he reads like five six books in a very very short time so uh, i showed it to him and he was like you there's there's really something over here and you know you should work towards it so that really fueled my passion towards it and i was like if uh, this person that i have known for a very very long time in my life things that i'm i'm adding certain value by putting a bunch of words together and uh, framing it as a concept then yeah that's this that's i i think a game that i would like to play and get paid for it because then it wasn't like uh, you have to sit down to work then it was just like you know where's your next experience where what do i have to do to get the next bunch of uh, words or like the the bunch of words are always in front of you but when you open certain doors they sort of rearrange themselves into a really nice story and it's just a a hoga moment and that's that's something that has been my way of working like that's my process i don't really get into okay fine this is what i have to write this is what i have to do with this particular individual it's never been like that even when i was in northeast uh I, I was just rolling the dice very very honestly instinct was so essential at that point because that is when the entire uh, the the second point that i made uh, immediately people will not be able to relate to what you're doing but eventually they will understand so when i was working with camping boy in northeast and uh, um i started doing things i was there was this sense of uh, liberation from a lot of things and even though people that i was working with right uh, i'm i'm working with them but there is uh, the sense of liberation at the same time that you're not bound to uh, any concept over here this this is a place yeah. where you can try anything that you think should work and if you have a good enough reason why it should be i think it gets passed on as an idea so um i did that and i think there was this constant sense of uh uh the bombardment of uh, uh the concept of death if you choose to live another day if you just want to live tomorrow i think the world that we are right now living in you will have death even if it's yeah. just one day right so you have to if if you see yourself like you know standing in in a in a sea you float you're standing on top of the sea and you have to jump from one rock to the other so right. if you're talking about a uh, skill set i see 
right now, post-COVID, I think it is very important for people to have more than one skill set. So you have to be able to jump between those rocks in order to not, uh, you know, fall into the water and collect yourself somewhere because you are going to be living and that's how life will go on. But uh, the, the airtime that you have from one rock to the other, I think that particular thing is, um, how do I put it? It's it's a uh, your your airtime or your jump is directly proportional to how good you are at your skill set. So you know if yeah. you're good at something, if you if you've done photography uh, or say let's say uh, you've done uh, writing for the first six months because photography and festivals are a little low, I think in the first six months and uh, in the second half of the year they really pick yeah. up. So uh, if I'm a really good writer, I should have done enough work in my first six months for me to be able to spend one month in the air towards jumping to the rock of photography and sustaining the rest of my year with that. So I, I, I also see a, a great importance in like, you know, while you are doing what you're doing, you really have to uh, keep yourself interested in it and try to get better. I mean, it's a, it's a very normal thing to say, but it's, it's so difficult to do because, uh, to be able to practice writing, I don't do that at all right now. I haven't done it in the last one and a half, uh, two months. I tried to. I wrote a couple of things here and there, but it, it was tough. It was tough to sort of maintain that at space and be creative and be productive and you know, get the get the entire How idea of. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I tried a thing where uh, I'd wake up every morning and I had a list of things to do and writing for one hour a day was one of them. And uh, I didn't end up, I stuck to it for a week. Just like I stuck to working out for a week, I stuck to writing for a week and then I was done. I couldn't yeah, even, even I wasn't able to uh, stick to the workout routine for longer. Uh, yeah. Drained it for, for quite, quite some time, but uh, for me it was, no. <laughs> Totally but you know, coming that. back to uh, your uh, experience in the Northeast, I just would like, I would like to add that you made a lot of us feel a major fear of missing out thanks to your photographs. Boom. And I will not forget you I for that. I on that. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I understand what you mean about, you know, finding a different rock to go to. So while I was doing a little more research on this topic, there was this man I read about. I think... There's this person, actually, I'm, I never really checked whether the person's a man or a woman. So okay. forgive me for that. But mm -hmm. uh, this person's name is Everett Brog, and he, uh, they uh, combined writing in the tech world, if I'm not wrong. And this person, all of this person's belongings fit into one suitcase. And is that is that something you see for yourself? I I wouldn't say a suitcase, but uh, but yeah, I think minimalistic. Uh, it'll, it'll be things that I can pass on to somebody else if I'm not using it. I think right. that is what my idea for possession is. I I don't I'm I'm not into I'm not behind getting a house, getting a car. I am because I I want to travel. And I think now having a personal vehicle is is more important than ever. So. The, the entire idea of public transport has gone for a toss. I'm sure uh, the folks, wherever uh, 
they make their policies will find a way around it but until that happens you you need to have something that is of your own that gives you the liberty to uh, move whenever you want and uh, i actually lost lost my train of thought <laughs> can you okay. sorry what what was your question where were we going with this my uh, point was what do you see yourself as someone who oh, possession uh, right long yeah. so no um, not a suitcase but with very few things i i don't find the need to hold up on a whole lot of things but uh, just just essentials too things that help me travel like you know if if you ask me right now if i if if i had if you started a company and if you gave me a job of uh, a traveling uh, all over india i think things that i would carry as possession would be my art supplies a camera food supplies uh survival essentials depending on how far into the interiors i'm going and a bluetooth speaker hmm hard drives that's what it. about your phone for the music uh, yeah i mean music is something that what do you do with the bluetooth speaker otherwise yeah i mean of course i i thought the phone was like a default is mm. has it not become an extension of ourselves already oh yeah that's that's a nightmare but okay coming back hey uh, i'll i'll so send you just because of that reaction uh i'll send you a uh, i'll send you a really interesting podcast that i i heard recently and uh, it's 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 quite something it's the first time even even i used to have the same reaction uh, to to you know technology heading in that direction but uh, it's it's not as bad as we think uh, i'll i'll send I, you that let's hope not let's i i'm eager to hear that yeah. so uh one of my biggest fears in life has been you know to be the jack of all trades and the master of none hmm simply because uh i haven't had uh, a conventional route towards what i wanted to do simply it's been so uh varied since i was 16 so that it's always that fear that okay i'm a jack of all and a master of none uh but what do you think about something like that about that phrase in particular i feel like um it falls perfectly with with something uh that i wanted to read out at at the end of this particular segment uh is is the poem it's a poem that i had written it's called uh, things can be but you must so mm-hmm. it it doesn't like you know entirely answer your question but i think it it sort of uh, it 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 tackles the idea of uh, where where that chain of thought uh, goes so i i wrote this book that i this i think i was so most of the work that i have written has come from like really weird places and uh, i i must have been probably drunk somewhere and i get back home and i'm not feeling sleepy and i uh, i cannot say what i did next but uh, i did something that really churned up the the creativity in my head and uh, yeah you had a sandwich didn't you yeah and and i i just found these bunch of uh, words coming to me and uh, this is this is what i ended up writing so it's called things can be but you must uh, i close my eyes and i see a place here things can be real as i'm not 
Friends can be demons, enemies might be angels, flowers might be harsh, even soft pillows kill. Gods can be cruel, the devil may teach you to love. A song could be the trap, the cage could be your freedom. Hearts can be empty when a mind is full. Failures are foundations if we don't stop to soar. How can a soul be fulfilled without a skin to contain? What good is winning if you're fed up of the game? I betray myself and honesty looks me in the eye. It reveals that life is final. The universe is darkness with little blips of light, a portrayal of life itself in the dead infinite. I open myself and I see a place where things can be difficult, but you must be happy for you are real as you are. Hmm. I like that. So, you know, uh, I think it's a, we, we stress a lot on the part of uh, wanting to be something and if I am that person or not, that is how I ended up uh, introducing myself in this session. But I think we should be a little more, as Anand says, uh, so uh, for a lot of people, you've heard Anand's name quite often, but uh, this conversation, but you don't know who he is. He's a really dear friend of mine and he's a psychologist and he says that we give ourselves too much importance. We are too full of ourselves and I think that is right. We, we have yeah. to go a little easy on us, you know, like uh, if you want to be a jack of all trades, go be it. If you want to be a master of something, go be it. Uh, just like there is a process, I think, that goes around it. You have to research your life and find things that you are into. You have to research those things that you think you are into then. Uh, try to build a, a small self-sustained you know, communal structure around it for uh, for yourself and hopefully for some other people around you. I think that makes for a more intimate and secure uh, life cycle for everybody while creating more opportunities for you know people who wish to be a part of it. Now, those people can be coming anywhere from art, manufacturing products, labor-intensive things, education, uh, raising the next generation. It's something that is, uh, I think you would be interested in looking that up. I mean, it's its a nanny. It's a nanny's job, but it's, it's a communal nanny. So everybody in the community is a nanny. And everybody has the responsibility of uh, raising children. It's, it's not just your parents who are responsible for yeah. what you turn out to be. So I think it's, it's a really deep question and you can't uh, answer it in a simple way, I feel. Uh. <laughs> yeah. In an, uh, you you were saying uh, that, and you know, then it it's sort of uh, now that I think about it, I think if we had uh, more people who were doing this, it would also decentralize uh, dependency. Right. Right. Like and dependency were, on what exactly? Dependency on anything, you know? I mean, it, it can it can be um, food, your hmm. produce, right? It's it's something that is really picking up. People are really getting into hydroponics and uh, farming, and the entire permaculture thing is blowing up. More and more people are interested in like it, it's it's an institutional void. An institutional void is something that, that it, it stands between the ideal interaction of a buyer and consumer. And hmm. if you are someone who wants food, you should get food. Why, why should it be that you have to go through an entire process of uh, 
yes, we've been taught certain things in, in our conventional knowledge, in, in our academic circles and in our social structures by people that, you know, everything around you exists for a reason. And that is how uh, it is and it is going to be. But I think if you just put in a little more uh, research in, uh, as I said about your life, uh, the things uh, that you are interested in, I think you will find ways to do them in, in much more conventional uh, efficient ways and uh, weird how conventional slipped out of there. <laughs> uh, you'll be able I, to mean, I think it has a lot to do with uh, conditioning maybe. <laughs> we're trying to unlearn consciously. I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So in an alternate universe which isn't you know driven by say your merit I mean your academic merit your grades or your bank accounts what do you think mm. would be the unconventional alternative there? Can you say that again? Because I think uh, I heard it wrong. So in an alternate universe, which is not driven by your academic merit or your professional merit. Uh, when I say professional merit, I'm talking about the conventional mm -hmm. jobs that we see today. Uh, or your grades in school or your marks. Like you said, when you were younger, you were told to, you know, uh, that you were good in math or you were all right in English and that a management job was good for you or in an analytical route was good. So in that alternate universe, what do you think would be the unconventional alternative? I think in a world like that, um, you've sort of painted it out to be uh, a really, really good version of uh, a place that I would like to live in. But uh, of course, uh, even a world like that would have its uh, unconventionalities. But like, I don't want to demean things like uh, science and finance and uh, Wall Street and, and things yeah, like absolutely. that too. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't want to discredit anything because eventually it is the part of the system and that's what sustains the entire circle of it. But uh, I think in, in, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what would be unconventional because if you if you are really going for things that you want to, then I think then just doing one thing would be unconventional over there. Yeah, because you yeah. know if you already have a world that is not uh, uh, sort of built the entire structure where it gravitates towards its unified uh, goal. So I think there will be more freedom to be able to do uh, more things that you want. And if you end up doing just one thing in that world, I think that would be a little weird for people. Like, you know, if when you can do all of these things, why are you just sticking to one? I think that would be boring right. and unconventional. Right. And coming back to where we are today and because we're constantly evolving as a society. Uh, how far do you think something can be, can we go to define something as unconventional? For example, the whole idea and concept of freelancing was very new and uh, very alternative 20 years ago. But today it's slowly, we're not using that adjective as much for it. So how far do you think we can go with that? I think... Uh... 
well with that question corona outbreak seems like a a boon it seems mm. like the perfect thing that you could have asked for because uh, i i don't have uh, market statistics to it like where the world is with regard to that question but uh, i think i travel quite a bit and i think i'm quite social and i think i've met quite a few people in the last 3 to 5 years of my life so people have been breaking out of that is something that has inspired me that is where it comes from i have seen it uh, around me i have seen people around me do those things and uh, that is one of the reasons that led to me being able to do it it wasn't like hey i just got up from somewhere and i was like you know uh, i'm i'm going to be doing things that will probably not make sense to a lot of people it wasn't like that it was uh, when i met diganto he's a he's a really good graphic designer and an illustrator when i saw his process it was it was interesting when i saw therain uh, talk about how he sees life and how he wants to do things that was interesting when i saw carlin uh, thanks for the uh, shirt carlin i know you love it her her take on the world was interesting it, it was from uh, anand of course it was a lot of people like these that i met and you know it it's the idea sort of started becoming tangible up until then it was just an uh, it was sort of an escape room I, when i was done with uh, uh, conversations with my family and the conventional friends who, who were having a tough time understanding uh, why i was the way i was and wanted to do the things that i wanted to do um it was i i just honestly i met these people and i saw these people doing it and i was like yo this is a it's a better way to do it so i'm i'm going to go forward with it and uh, i i really feel like the more we are able to you know uh, i think i'm i'm going to get trashed for this but i think marketing is a box and it, nothing good comes out of it and they uh, the more you market an idea i think the less it works and the more you experientially uh, see something and and experience it i think that's where you see what to realize in it and i i saw it with these people i of course seen it in in movies and songs as a concept but uh, you don't know how to how to take that piece and uh, fit it in your puzzle so i think it was these people in my life who who helped me become the way i am today and sort of you know turn it into a little bit of monetization and success right so there's a chunk of people who think that making certain life choices irrespective of whether it's actually mm. their own it's someone else's life when someone makes a particular life choice they see it as a so how much truth do you think lies in that and we mm. were discussing about that and you were talking about your parents uh, talking about homework so maybe we could pick up from that yeah so um like up to conversations is something that, that it's, it's not something that i'm good at but uh, okay here goes nothing uh, i 
I lost my train of thought. Again, okay. <laughs> can you it's can okay. you just can you just repeat that question one more time, one last time? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, escapism, truth, time. got it. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think I said, uh, you know, you do you. If you feel like it's it's something change that needs to be made in your life, and uh, you see value on the other side of the field, by all means, go for it. And you know, uh, if it makes sense to you, do it. You should also realize that you will have to hurt a couple of people in this process, and they could very well be your parents and your close ones. Um, and I think. Uh, you 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 shouldn't look back once you've had that chain of thought like you know it's, it's these thoughts don't usually come to happy people who are really satisfied with their lives so if you've had that thought in your head there is a need for change and you should go for it and cool man if if a if a small bunch of people are going to be mad at you by all means like be my guest and uh, i don't really think it's escapism anymore if you look at it this way I think you're working towards building a life that makes sense to you. It's not that you know you're running away from so and so because uh, it, it makes you sad, it makes you angry, it, it makes you confrontational or whatever. I I, I just feel like um, yeah, then it's not escapism. I, I think it's uh, it's just that you don't like it here. You want to be somewhere else, and you have to make that journey. Right, and how big of a difference do you think our uh, education system makes when it comes to teaching us what is uh, what is good for you, or what will bring you that sense of balance or stability? How important do you think that role is? So, um, I think, like. I'm not the best person to talk on education. I certainly have my opinions on it, but uh, I don't I know how. I want the opinions. Why? <laughs> because that's why you're here. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. Anyways, so I think uh, it is quite corrupt the situation, the, the entire academic situation right now. You're not you're not teaching children. Because you want them to be educated, it's because uh, you are a part of a certain system that has to create individuals uh, that are really good at something. Um, that something happens to be things that uh, gravitate towards the success of the system that you are living in, be it capitalist, communist, whatever. But but, but whatever system. Uh, it is your part of your education system is like a, a direct reflection of it, and right now we're only generating uh, people with a bunch of skill sets to go out and live their lives uh, to contribute towards what they say is uh, uh, a world for everyone. But rather, it's just yeah. I, I don't I don't mean to sound negative towards you know. The people who must be at the higher top, because that's not how I feel about them. But uh, people here on, on the everyday lives, when you talk about academics, uh, I see a lot of teachers. I, I have friends who teach, and a lot of them don't do it because they want to educate children. They don't do it because they they see a common good that could come out of 
something like this for the society i think uh, it's something that is just being done to uh, fulfill the mechanism of the, the society that we are a part of so it's something that i was just talking to anand yesterday uh, symbiosis has started their uh, interview rounds for people who, who want to study over there and anand said that you know i i want to this entire system based on merit you interview hundreds of people and then after that you have a batch of like 20 40 60 whatever odd number that is yeah or whatever even number that is uh, and and you have this entire sense of uh, because those those children are actually believing in it you know they they're actually believing in the idea of education where they think uh, i'm being sent to this place to learn something and more often than not that is not the case it it is a it's it's a convoluted space uh, first of all to begin with because we're talking about uh, something that that um in its most essential form is imposing yes i agree right. i you are imposing something uh, that happens to be a version of your best understanding of the world and you happen to call it education and academics so sure of course it's important but uh, if if you're doing it with the capitalist virtue then you know be be truthful to it if you're doing it for with a with a separate intention where you have communal growth and institutional development as the core center of it uh, i think oh i missed out on institutional development i really wanted to talk about that part and uh, weirdly enough academics brings me to it uh, that is something that is not happening right now institutional development is something that is really required and you know uh, you can't have just one one sector of society growing you have to have everybody involved moving up together that is when it makes sense that is that is when you can say it works for everyone and hence it works you can't you don't have anybody to you know pull your clothes down and ask you hey why you want to open i at the bottom if if it's purely out of your performance and the things that you do and chosen life that's something else but if it is coming out of this um pre premeditated concept of who wins and who loses i i think it's just unfair because i never in schools uh, sorry sorry go on no please go on because uh, in 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 my entire time when i was learning with books in hand there uh, there were very few people who gave me the idea of uh, they were here for me they were there to teach me it was never like that it was always about marks because that's what i remember from you know if you ask me about my education that's what i remember about it it was always marks and doing yourself in something it was never about hey let's go and have fun with this because it looks like fun it could be interesting you could have a life in it there could be a prospective career aligned with it it was never on those lines it was always marks and homework marks and homework and as i was saying like those are the conversations that i had with my parents when i was a child so it 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 didn't really um, it 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 moved away from the idea of what it should be for me as a as a child earlier but now that i think about it i feel like it's, it's very important i think there are people who are making the necessary progress in that direction this friend of mine hemanthi she she runs a 
uh, NGO called Junoon, and they basically get children ready uh, for school because in in their normal life, otherwise they would have never had the uh, opportunity to earn an education. But now, uh, what these people at Junoon do is they they go and teach them at the skywalk itself. They they clean those uh, the, the place where they eat and sleep and live. and they've made it a, a more hygienic or safer place for them to live and they also provide them a basic education that that pushes them a step further towards having a fairer chance towards life right that's that's brilliant i actually saw some of your photos for junoon which are so beautiful oh. those children look so precious my god i want to go and just it's i really just wish i was there You should come one of the I times. Will. The next time you will come, I'll take you there. It, and these these children are still full of life. You know, I did not want to take the tangle off. Everybody's heard it. Everybody's seen it. Um, they're full of life, and uh, there is something like you know, there is a sense of when you look at them, you feel like mm, this is going somewhere. This is about to become a project. This is about to become something. This is about to make a change. But slowly, with the academic world that we Have right now, fortunately or unfortunately, we find out. But uh, you you slowly start finding things about uh, yourself and the way the structure is built right now. I think people don't get the opportunity to ask the question of, "Hey, how is that even possible?" Yes, yeah. it's always right from, "Okay, you have your degree. Don't ask questions. How about you go to this place because it's going to give you uh, the return on the debt." the heavy that you have created because of this education in the first place so yeah it's a sad topic or maybe how i approach it but uh, that is all the opinions i have on education and academics well they're very insightful and i must say i've learned a lot i actually uh, i want to ask you something about yes uh, what's the what's the one thing that you have recently unlearned uh the way i was making friends mm-hmm. and what about it did it change earlier it was about having a good time mm. in the moment and never think about you know an individual is uh, so and so is is not politically aligned with how i feel about things is not uh, <laughs> 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 I, i knew that was coming up is not politically aligned I couldn't uh, help and it. just just as i said that karen also joined the conversation <laughs> yeah um so um what was i saying politically aligned before that individual individual politically aligned good time in the present oh friends and uh, how i learned what i was doing right so um i i my approach to friendship was always if i can have a good time with this person right now this is what good friendship is so i i sort of dropped that and now i'm moving towards more communal uh, angle uh, if i can share the things that i have in common with this individual for a really long time that is when i feel like i am a little closer to you and it was very difficult for me to say no to people earlier but now i say no left right and center right 
Okay, I don't want to, I'm sorry. Screw it, I don't want to be a part of this. Screw it, I don't want to come here. Screw it, I don't want to do this. And uh, I used to see that as being selfish. And now I just feel like that's the only way you can remain sane. There's, there's nothing yeah. selfish about it. You have to say no to millions of people. Right. And what is the one thing that you have learned recently? I have learned that I have the possibility of becoming an artist in my life. It's something that I really uh, want to be. I, I like the idea of uh, me being an individual who's able to uh, literally transform your thoughts and experiences and emotions if I am, if I do get better at it then I want to be someone who's able to get those onto different mediums. And that is what all my work has been about. Like, uh, you go from poems to articles to uh, whatever work I've done, it, it always uh, centers down to that. And if, if I am able to become an artist, then I think, yes, I will be charging for it. And I do not think that it becomes any less of a work of art because uh, that is one of the reasons why I'm doing it. My, my purpose and my reason and my need, more importantly, my need to do that still remains the same. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing that I've learned, that I think I can be a good artist. I have really nice ideas that get me onto great platforms like these where I can share it with uh, uh, people. I, I honestly don't care how many people see it, watch it, learn from it. But the fact that it gives me uh, this sense of wanting to be heard. Right. And it's something that a lot of people love. And it's something that nobody will ask you. That, you know, hey, I want to be heard. Yeah. No, I get that. I think, but I think that's slowly changing. And I hope it is. I hope so. There was this thing I actually, funnily, I did uh, mention this to. I was talking to Anand about it also. But uh, something I learned recently about the author Franz Kafka was that he spent his entire life thinking that his work was worthless and it had mm. no potential. Right. Because his first novel, which published during his lifetime, yeah. did not do very well and he was working as I think a banker if I'm not wrong and he he died and he had actually instructed his friend to burn all his unfinished manuscripts because like you and I he also had a lot of unfinished work that was just there yeah. and because he never published it because he thought it wasn't good enough or it wasn't worth putting out there but then his friend actually did not burn them and he published them making him one of the most celebrated authors of the 20th century. And then, you know, I ended up thinking about what it must have been like to live thinking that your work had no value. But actually, you didn't know the kind of value it carried. So that's what I think there is a direct association of what I just said before, your reason and your need to do it. I think this has a direct association with uh, what I started out with, your... Hmm need to do something would you rather would your answer be yeah. uh, no to if someone asked you, would you rather be doing something else if if yeah. uh, Kafka would have been able to answer that as a yes he he wouldn't have been what he 
is considered to be trace so i think you know it it comes from a place of great honesty there is uh, i did not achieve success with things that i wanted to be into it, it took some time with filmmaking photography writing uh, it came easy to me but to put it out was difficult because uh, there was this sense of i may not be qualified enough i might not be doing it the right way but uh, once i started doing it once i started hearing from people who were good at it i i just realized like you know these are things that i already subconsciously thought of and so knew that you know if, if i was doing a movie this would be the process if i was writing this would be a way to approach it if i was uh, if i was talking about something if i was let's say funnily enough a motivation speaker there is a certain thought that goes behind it and instinct is essential sure education is important but instinct is essential if you have tantino never went to a film school all he did was even as a child he was he would just sit in front of uh, the screen and notice and observe and i think it holds great value that people i'm getting a little hippy over here but uh, uh, just sitting and observing things is is i think probably the best way to learn something because uh, i through instagram i followed so many people who were doing uh, art and photography and i just without a spoken word without reaching out to them i could see the process that went behind it i could see that okay fine if you uh, have i shared a damon baker's profile with you is a really really cool monochrome or uh, portrait photographer and uh, mm-hmm. very high contrast uh, saturated very sharp edgy work he does and it's very um, there's no process to it mm-hmm. people he he does these q and a's with all his fans and people on social media but uh, the people keep asking him what's your process what's your process what's your process and he's like mm-hmm. i i i don't honestly know the answer to that like if you ask the same question question to uh, another photographer he would you know technically draw lines out and he'll be like whatever things i said earlier like okay fine he's someone who shoots monochrome he places his subjects at a very constant length from the lens and uh, his subjects always look uh, really you know like into you they're always yeah. really looking at you and i, I really think that's something that very few photographers or portrait photographers are able to capture so he doesn't have a technique or a process but there is a technique and a process that other people are able to see it so if you are doing that instinctively it, it just becomes a part of your you know uh, i want to say muscle memory but i know it's not the right word for it uh, but it becomes a, it becomes it does this somehow become a part of your muscle memory i would agree with that right because very similar to you remember the other conversation we we were having the other day and you asked me i want to try out a couple of things and i think we were talking about premiere pro and i think just go with it and eventually you'll see a pattern and you'll see it work somewhere you'll see it not work somewhere and that's how you find it so that's that's what my approach has been always so uh, even with damon baker it's really cool like then then it is not about then then you sort of uh, with one switch you are able to transcend the boundaries of uh, education your profession your nexus the number of people that 
you know in and outside of the industry uh I, yeah so i think if we just go with instinct now that that being said um i think the perfect example of it would be something a company uh, or a platform like bon appetit do you yeah. do you follow their work on youtube yeah i do i love them so much dude i keep asking myself how is that life possible how <laughs> how is that life possible one and the second one is how do you get get that work done that amount of work that well like i think that is work of instinct yes of course there is technique and like very heavy um production that goes into yeah yeah involved in it but they they're doing it out of instinct they're doing it because it is them and that's the only way they could do it it's it's not something that they've you've learned in a place and you feel like yeah okay fine i think i'll make enough money from it i think i'll get enough fans from it i think my work will become so and so from it so i want to do it i think their approach is more towards hey i think i'm going to have fun in this and you can really that that comes through you know when you've had fun doing your work i think it it really comes through right you know there are some people who are uh, very comfortable with the monotony are they there are there are who are very happy with the monotony they don't want to uh, i think that is the comfort zone and they're very okay not crossing that so yeah. and it's what would you say to something like that do you see it as something that like you've questioned whether they actually are but what if there is this one person who's very happy with doing the same thing every day and you know cool. <laughs> okay cool i mean if you if you're having fun if you're honestly 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 having fun i know for a fact my father is going to speak my father loves monotony he's very happy with the job that he's doing he does not want to uh leave bombay and go to a place where uh, you know he could find more opportunities at uh, not just in terms of in, in terms of work but uh, the people that you meet the things that you could do he's he's happy with the idea of hey of of done something for the last so and so number of years that's something that i can't even think my my brain starts to boil when i think of doing one thing for i think over 28 years 30 years now hmm and if you if you do enjoy it then you should look happy and if you don't look happy then i'm a judge you but then don't you think uh irrespective of whether they look happy or not isn't it more important for them to feel happy with themselves or feel content more than happy because yeah, i, I mean, don't think we hey, can actually be happy throughout that's what i meant that's what i meant like i'm i'm not going to go check on them personally individually and be like are you happy but like, <laughs> you, you know you know where i'm coming from right but if if it, yeah, it keeps if it keeps you happy and if it if it gives you a sense of uh, Like, okay, I've said enough good things about Anand. Here, here comes a little negative. Uh, sorry, yeah. Anand. I, I don't know if he's live right now or not, but yeah. But so, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he he has this thing of uh, he has a very 
hardbound concept of things that he already knows that he's going to like or not the number mm-hmm. of spoons of sugar in his tea the way he likes his eggs the ingredients that go in his eggs now yeah. because we're talking about eggs he thought he liked his uh, his scrambled eggs a certain way and then one day i i, I brought in a new ingredient to that family and i was like yo disruption oh no you can't do that i yeah. would flip and i did that and he's like good call man <laughs> where did you get it from <laughs> <laughs> so now when he makes his eggs i think he does put uh, i i put uh, cucumber no uh, what do you call it capsicum shit who puts cucumber in but yeah it, it was capsicum and i want to try it but i'm also too scared to it's really nice and i don't even cook it it's like just garnish i like the no no cucumber not the uh, capsicum yeah I, i knew i knew the rain was right about your food choices yeah go ahead <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's uh, why was i talking about anand yeah so there there might be people who think they know what's best for them that could be me right now who thinks that uh, going down the unconventional path is best for me where it may not and i'm open to that possibility so uh, those people also have to be open to the possibility of you know maybe it is not uh, this way maybe i should i, I think before you come down to the possibility of uh, just being okay with monotony and and telling people that okay fine i'm i'm happy with my job and doing the same thing over and over i think you should give something else a chance i think you should take that risk because unless you unless you've done that what are you talking about right and are you able to differentiate between your needs and wants with anything in life i think now yeah i think now i've started to uh, understand what what my needs are what my wants are it's quite difficult like there always a uh, superposition so and they're always translucent so i can see through them at the same time but uh with my wants i i sort of give it a time of uh, it's something that i learned from my friend ronit and i give it like a week or two weeks yeah. if it lasts then it is a need if it doesn't then it was a want it, if i don't feel about it the same way in the next two weeks then it wasn't even a want it was just something that i thought i needed in that particular moment and uh, me wanting to get it would involve time and effort uh, for me going into uh, a certain direction and getting it whereas now that i have given it some time and sat down with it for two weeks i know that it is uh, neither of those or probably one of those right but that's a good exercise to have i've never uh, considered you know giving it a week and then doing it but did, did the lockdown bring that about for you that realization or is it something you had earlier this this goes way way back like uh, there's this local bar that we catch up at uh, me and my school friends <clears throat> school and junior college friends so uh, we keep talking about these things and he 
would constantly keep buying things that he did not need and uh, right. then he was like hey i think this wish list is a good place to store it for two weeks and then see what i feel about it so he he would keep adding everything that he thought he needed or wanted to that wish list and then he saw uh if he really needed or wanted them or not yeah i've when he that. shared that with me it really like it clicked and i was like yo that's a genius dude hmm. and yeah it, that's it that's how i yeah, sit with my needs and wants in my life now i think or i'd like to believe okay do you want to leave me with some uh, concluding thoughts um yeah i think i've covered most of what i wanted to talk about that i don't know if i could have did a good job at that or not but you can tell me later yeah i guess that was it and uh, i'd like you to tell people what a nice friend i am and uh, oh yeah a schizophrenia and success is probably a good way to end it hmm. do you want to read that i'd like it if okay. you could read it sorry i'd like it if you could read it if you don't want to I don't know how I will because I can't switch from the screen. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um this This was fun, yo. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining. This was I'm very glad you did. I learned a lot today. Coach. For the Coach B. Now if you fish for compliments it's done. I'm not going to say anything. No, but uh have you ever done have you ever done this with music? Like I want to eventually uh, there was one I was doing where a friend of mine uh, got late cuz she had an exam or something to do with college. So yeah. I started playing music on in the background and talking. But I think I will do that for the next one where I stop doing the live videos because that's going to happen very soon. I can't do it after a point, I think. it gets a lot and Let's uh, get yeah maybe we can do something it. yeah we should did you find it yeah yeah so for the people who would be watching this towards the end or have stayed through to the end um i think this is a good way to end about the things that we've spoken and uh, the the theme umbrella was uh, the unconventional alternative and i think uh, weirdly enough the, like whatever things that i went back to things that i had written they they go so well with it like it it fits the there is a thematic uh, presence to it but yeah mm. here's the book it's called uh, schizophrenia and success mm. you wanted it to be a blackout but it was only a fallout child never left my side the flame to be seen was just too wide we were meant to come through we were meant to come through come through and tear the fucking roof then came a small bump a small lump for me but not for you fast in the life fast in the life bells chump we're about to roll the aim is a castle maybe for vision mission and perception of life bringing every battle up to my size accommodating considerate civil and willing put those throats down and bring them to life doubt and logic both of them came through line down the years and show me this the souls think it's imperative each brick laid out like a narrative 
closure and everything comfort, bottling the truths like a ship on fire, drop first. Be a child, be your own soul. You're only 3.8 billion years old. Try that belief and give it a chance. It could lead to a life much more enhanced. Killing and weeping and mourning to life, maybe this is the path to their heavenly disguise. A disguise of disgust encroaching the world, the meaning of a random life you strive to find. It may just exist in your tiny mind as you are living in your world. Let it fall out and the world judge. Smear it in ideas and become a smudge. Let it go and let it be, we're still young. 3.8 billion years from now, this thought may be shunned. Come out and fight it, it comes from within you. Kill them and light it, this is you, this is us. Live it and spread out. Be the light of this blackout, it's just once. I love it. It's really nice. I, I actually am surprised I did not read it earlier. I think I probably met you much after you wrote this, a few days after you wrote this. Yeah, I think uh, this was like... Uh, before this was I March last started year. Coming, I mean, yeah, before I started coming to Pune regularly. Yeah. Ah, okay. But thank you for joining me and uh, I hope you had a good time. And thank you so much I... for having me. It was lovely. It was, uh, I feel like I have made it in life and uh, I'm <laughs> going to go and have a nice child with this beautiful sunset now. Yes, I hope you do. Here's a view for you. It's very pretty. I love it. I miss that balcony so much. Come over someday. Whenever you're free. I will when this finishes. Probably month end, I I will be going back to Bombay. But uh, oh, we can take this offline. But hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It was really nice. It was good to be heard. It was good to uh, talk so openly. And uh, I hope we can do more of these. I hope so too. Maybe for the next one, we'll do one more, which is which will be recorded, so it will be less uh, pressurizing to be live. Oh I guess. yes! I oh yes! <laughs> okay, see you. All right, Sangha. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, who Thank watched, you. and bye bye. So that was Jatin, and I hope you guys enjoyed this session. There was a lot for me to learn, and I hope. You took something from it. I hope it gave you a fresh perspective of your opinions because Jatin has that effect on people. And uh, yeah, this was take 23. If you have any feedback, please, please feel free to let me know. If you, uh, if there's someone that you think I could bring on, please let me know and I will try to make that happen. And I will see you on the other side.